0: Cast episode 68 i'm your host neil ronahan and this week we got a slightly lesser crew but still always excellent we've got scott thompson hello hello and we've got andy gergen what's up y'all it's like it's like a midwest cast what's up year, except for um, i'm east coast i'm just coming off of a hurricane that also was preceded by an earthquake Weird things are happening in the oh, east. Well, like, we don't right. get earthquakes. So like Lindy lost but, but is hurricane. like still
1: out power. Like he's been out of power for like four days.
0: Yeah, Linda Yeah.
1: Um and also
0: I, I have a couple friends near me. Fortunately, my area, it's like everywhere else around got totally screwed except for my relative area. Like oh, yeah? just like a mile radius around where I live. It's like you go a mile down, they lost power all of one day. And I know is there much like property
1: damage or is it just like flooding and power outages? There was a lot of flooding. Like,
0: I, when I went to, uh, I had work on Monday after it because it wasn't really that bad. But I, like, I would go down one road, have to turn around, come back, go down another road, have to turn around and come back. <laughs> and then finally, I'd like go really out of the way and like loop around. Yeah. Get to work. But th- there was a lot of flooding. Like, I actually, uh, Lauren and I drove down to a, uh, like a, a big well, a Route One and I ninety five, which you know that's a that's an interstate, <laughs> and we just walked onto it because it was totally flooded with like a full flowing river. Yep. Um. So that was really surreal. But they they got most of the big stuff fixed. It's just that a lot of people don't have power and they might not get power for like a week. Oh damn.
2: Did a lot of, like I mean, um, did a lot of people near you evacuate?
0: No, because uh, I'm I'm about an hour and a half train ride outside of new york city so i'm not really that close oh, okay i do know people who did evacuate but i mean like new york city got hit hard by it and some places don't have power but i mean that's that's the extent of it but actually like there's another another highway like part of the road just got like um it's it was by like a uh, like a river or a dam or something and part of the road like fell down Wow. Like there's some serious damage that that hit here. I mean, uh, I think people are for the most part okay. It's just that they don't have power.
1: Gotcha. And
0: some roads are possibly permanently screwed up.
2: Did you do anything did it you, you do anything special case. the night before thinking maybe it'd be your last night alive?
0: No. No. Uh, well, I mean, Lauren fell asleep in the kitchen because she <laughs> thought that a dead tree was going to get knocked over and crash into the house killing us both. Okay. Um but then I woke her up, and we went and slept, and it was fine. We woke up, and it was, like, done. It was just a lot of water.
1: Hmm. Some branches fell. <laughs> wasn't it, it wasn't even really a hurricane by the time I got to you guys. Wasn't it a tropical storm was all?
0: Yeah. I think it's one of those things. It's, like, how, like, when, like, south, uh, south the South United States gets hit by, like, an inch of snow, and everything shuts down. Yeah. Whereas, like, we get an inch of snow up here, and we're just like,
1: so? Yeah yeah exactly where it's like
0: we get this hurricane or this earthquake here and everyone freaks out whereas like if you get that earthquake over on the west coast they're like ah, oh, that's that's just a tuesday yeah and you know you get the hurricane down south they're more prepared for it well,
2: I, I like too that online on twitter this became some sort of like dick waving contest where it was like you guys are like oh no an earthquake and then like west coast twitter people were like you guys are <laughs> pussies and then like just like it felt like it just kept going back and forth and, and they're just like you call that inclement weather <laughs>
1: it it i got your inclement weather right here yeah
0: my thing is that like i've never experienced an earthquake before so when that happened i was just like is it just really windy right <laughs> like what's going on
2: it was just great uh, and you guys weren't it's like you guys are bragging about your sweet ass earthquake or hurricane you no, guys are just like it was just weird it was oh fuck and then yeah, everyone else was just like suck it up <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I do love, did anyone see the picture that circulated where it was Launcher. Like the four the four plastic chairs and one of them was knocked over? <laughs> yeah, and it was like, here's all the damage that happened in DC. It was good. Never,
1: never forget. <laughs> never forget, yeah. All
0: right. Well, let, let's talk about video games since that's what we're all here to talk about, maybe, possibly. Either that or Doctor Who. I can never keep track these days. <laughs> oh,
2: man. I, I just made it to uh, season five where <laughs> Matt Matt Smith takes over. I'm losing my mind. It's good stuff.
1: Um, are there any anyway. inclement weather video games? Disaster Day of Crisis. Disaster. Disaster oh, yeah, Day yeah, of yeah. Crisis. Okay. We'll never see. We'll never oh. see it. Uh, well,
0: I mean, you you can see it. <laughs> That's true. I, I I have seen it. How about I, that? Because I, I, I got the Japanese version version and uh you know did bad things to my Wii to play it. But now that uh there was a the fabled director's Wii. Uh, the Japanese Wii that is for the director of the site. I got that from Lindaman at Pax East. So now I can legitimately play Disaster without having to hack my Wii. Very nice. I haven't done it because I already did it, and it's just like like there's a button where the guy like you just press it, and the guy's just like, Ugh, "There's nothing I can do here." And like, it's just, it's a weird game. I should I should write more about it or do some kind of live video thing with it. It's really goofy. That and Captain Rainbow. Yeah, <laughs>
2: Captain Rainbow. I'd love to know more about.
0: Yeah, I, I found a translation guide and probably played through like 50 to 70% of the game, and it's it's bonkers. But anyway, let's talk about games that are actually coming out in North America. <laughs> and uh, I guess first off, we, have, uh, we know all of the Ambassador games, or at least the NES ones. We still have five Game Boy Advance games that we don't know about yet, but the NES games are out in the open. And I guess let's just go through the games one by one. By the time you hear this, you can go out and get them for free if you're an ambassador. And if you're not an ambassador, then you can just wait in anticipation until Nintendo releases them all so you can buy them. Um, but let's start off Super Mario Brothers. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I, I'll i always play that game just to kill a few minutes. Like, I, I can't think of the last time I actually played all the way through it, but this may be a good chance to redo that again. But I mean, yeah. it's,
0: I mean, it's... It, all these games aren't going to have the uh, like the the restore point feature, but you will be able to like do the virtual console save state, so that's cool.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, that won't I mean, that won't be so bad. I wonder, does this mean we won't see um, Mario Brothers DX? You think that would suck? Because I heard DX is really good. Well, I know I because I posted an extra life today, so I was going back and like looking through some old ones uh, to like notice format and everything. And uh, Zach wrote up yeah the the Mario Brothers DX, and he called it like the definitive version of the game. Um, yeah. So. I
0: mean, there's a couple games that are on this list that have Game Boy versions that I don't know if they're necessarily superior, but because there are coming out on NESs, I mean, we're not going to see them. Right. So um, both
1: of you guys are a little bit younger than me. Uh, Scott, you're actually, I think, quite a bit younger than me. Um, did you guys?
0: I think, I think, Scott, you're actually older. I was right going to say, now, I'm yeah. right in the middle, yeah.
1: Are you? Okay, yeah. never mind. Yeah. Um, I guess I'm curious if you guys actually played this game as it was sort of a new thing, or did you play it basically... From high, in hindsight, like as hindsight, from day one, did you ever play the game like as it was sort of at the peak of its popularity?
0: For me, it was kind of impossible because when it had come out, eighty six, yeah. and I was born in eighty eight. So right. I mean, as, at least as far as at the height of its popularity, it was impossible for me to play it. By the time I was aware of it and played it, like things like Super Mario Brothers three existed. However, the way that I experienced was that my cousin had an original Nintendo, but he wasn't really ever that into it. He kind of had like. This stable of games that included stuff like Vegas Dream, Blaster Master, Silent Service, like, yeah, nothing really like excellent. But he did have Super Mario Brothers. Strangely enough, he didn't have Super Mario Brothers two or three. So I would go over and visit my visit my aunts and play the hell out of Super Mario Brothers with uh, my brother and my cousin, and that's how I experienced it. So I really did kind of experience. That as like this new hotness, even though this was probably like you know like nineteen ninety two nineteen ninety one <laughs> something like that,
2: yeah, i am um, I'm kind of the same way a little bit, I played it a little earlier than that, but uh, yeah, I mean, I was born in eighty five so it 's not like I got an n e s when it launched or anything like that, um but I definitely remember around being the you know four or five years old, and um relatives having the n e s and playing it a lot like over holidays or when I 'd go like stay the night at a relative's house um and things like that, and in fact, I was actually just kind of thinking the other day, I, I went into someone's house, and um, their parents are smokers, so like, you know, the house just has that smoke smell, and it, yeah. like, took me back to playing the NES, because all my relatives who had it were, like, heavy smokers, and so it was weird, it was like, because I don't <laughs> know anyone now who, like, really smokes cigarettes, but, like, going into the house, this house, it just, like, took me back, and it just was this, like, smell, It just it just totally reminded me of just being a kid, and just playing, like, the NES, and playing, like, Mario, and the shitty Ninja Turtles game. Um, this is probably well i mean
0: it is funny that kind of recall because whenever i go to uh certain rooms in my my aunts i mean she's lived in the same house for as long as i've been alive that's what i just think of the nes yeah and like a lot of like i still have some of the like i still have like the nes like game holder that my cousin had because he eventually gave the system to me um and that's that's basically that was my entry point into getting really really into games because i got that and it was at the height of Funko land just having a lot of old games oh, that yeah. you could buy very cheaply. So it'd be the kind of stuff where like my brother, my sister and I would go my, my, my mom would bring us to a Funko Land on a Saturday and be like, You can each spend twenty bucks. It may come back with like twenty games. <laughs> it was wonderful.
1: I have this is probably going to apply to several of the games we're gonna talk about, uh, with the uh, Ambassadors Club, but I I was I think Five or six, maybe even seven. When I when we got the NES, we got the NES probably before most of my friends had one. I don't think it was. I think I don't think it was at launch. But do you guys recall what month the NES came out?
0: I think it was late. Oh, shit. Was it the test market was eighty five, and it came out in a way wide release
1: by late eighty six? I think I got it in the Christmas of eighty six. I got it. Yeah, I think that would have
0: been its first national release because I think it had in '85. I think that's when they had like the, the test release in like FAO Schwartz or something in like New York City.
1: I had played Super Mario Brothers in the arcade. They had that, that, that arcade versus uh, machine set up at our, at our local uh, Godfather's Pizza. And, um, so I had played that, and I really, really wanted this game. I, I, after, and I, I grew up kind of playing video games even before that because I had a Commodore sixty four probably from the time when I was like three or four years old. My, my dad brought it home, spent like I don't know a couple grand on it probably, and convinced my mom that it was a, a business, <laughs> a business computer. <laughs> um, so I had already been playing video games quite a bit by the time the NES sort of took hold we had a we had a computer there too like an old dos computer back in like 80 85 86 so when i played super mario brothers in the arcade i i knew immediately the significance of how much better it looked and played than anything else in the market like the the leap for mario one was it was significant like anything nothing else that i had played at that time arcade or otherwise looked that good and i knew immediately that i had to have it i don't think i realized until i had already played the game a few times that it was ever going to be a home console game um but we got the nes the christmas of 86 and it came in that that bundle that came with um nes two controllers uh zapper robot um gyromite and duck hunt so i didn't even it didn't even come bundled with mario at that point I think that was a very limited bundle cuz I don't really hear a lot of other people talking about that specific bundle. And then my parents bought baseball and Super Mario brothers on the side. And like that was like the best Christmas ever. Like I vividly <laughs> remember like my dad <laughs> sat me down and said i'm going to read the instruction manual before you get to play it and i'm like are you kidding me but he had to like he read through the entire thing he's like okay this thing is called an nes here's what nes stands for you put the game in and you press (laughs) down don't turn the power on until you've pressed down like i remember all this incredibly vividly but yeah Um, mario was mario was such a great game back then and like i I think it holds up. I mean, it it certainly doesn't play it nearly. It totally does. It doesn't play nearly as friendly as the later Mario games do, but it's hard. Like that is not an easy game to play. It's probably at least as hard as the third one. I would say.
2: Yeah, it
0: can be. I mean, definitely that that was a game. I don't think I ever find i I beat it in like I think the first month I was at co- I was in college, and actually, what I did because like an idiot when i first went to college i was like i'm just going to play games on an emulator instead of bringing all my systems i eventually brought everything but i i uh, using save states just to, i mean it was more just to <laughs> save my spot so i could pick it up not necessarily like i would die and restart the level which is what i've been doing with a lot of the restore points on virtual console 3 yeah. yeah those are awesome <laughs> but i mean it's it's basically the only reason why i'm at this I, i'm as far as i am in Gargoyles quest that's a hard game but um um But I just would do that where I played through every single level of Super Mario Brothers because I had beaten it before, but I would, you know, go through the warps to get the, like, you know, I'd basically be playing like 10 levels and get to the end of the game. Mm -hmm. And I I went through every single level and beat that game back in my freshman year of college. And it was was hard as shit.
2: Yeah, see, most of my experience with the game and beating the game came much later when I was probably, like, I don't know, like 12 or 13, and me and my cousin, I, I would stay the night there like almost every weekend, and he was a couple of years older than me, and um, we would just drink like just insane amounts of Diet Coke. I mean, it, I, I'm i only like five seven, and it's probably because of all the Diet Coke I drank as a kid. Yeah. Um, just those weekends, <laughs> we would just drink pop like all the time, and that's all his grandma bought him was Diet Coke, so that's what we would drink like crazy. Um, and we had this thing where we would play Mario 1, but we agreed that you just had to keep running and jumping, that, like, you couldn't stop to, like, collect items, you know, like, from, a for more than sir. a second, and, like, you couldn't, like, stop and time things, like, you just had to keep moving, and, I mean, we just, like, I mean, being all hopped up on, on Coke, like, the soft drink, like, we would just, I mean, we would just, like, crack up and just, like, we were crazy, but, yeah, but that's, like, most of my memory of beating that game is just, like, rushing through it non-stop and playing every single level, yeah, like, no warping whatsoever, we had, like, made up our own little rule set, <laughs>
0: I think to kind of summarize and move on to the next game, but Super Mario Brothers is the kind of game that I think we, we all can agree is going to be a wonderful game to have easily accessible on our 3DSs.
2: Yeah, yeah, I've got no complaints about that one. I, yeah. I don't know now that I'd really go back and play it too much, but it, it's, like, the perfect... I mean, especially if you carry your 3DS with you, it's the perfect game you can, like, boot up and play a level of, just like you might, like, play an iPhone game for a couple minutes while waiting yeah. to hop on the bus or do whatever. And then the next
0: game on the list... um, is donkey kong jr which i've never played too much of but i've i mean i've often heard that it gets a little a lot of crap compared to the original one and it's really not that bad of a game um i only really remember i think that's the one that has the level based off of it and no no no, never mind that <laughs> uh, the, the brawl level is based off of something from the original donkey kong right but i would like to see a like a dk jr like 2011 kind of like donkey kong 94 i think that'd be pretty cool <laughs> But I, I've never played Donkey Kong Junior to any kind of length. Is DK
1: Junior the only game where Mario plays a villain?
2: I think so.
0: I guess. I feel like there might be another one, but I'm not sure.
2: Hmm. But yeah, but yeah, he's got Donkey Listeners,
0: Kong Listeners, Write us in if if you can prove <laughs> us wrong. Let us know. Newscast. Prove me at wrong. Channel, <sighs> Mar- yes. Mario typing. Um. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but uh. Type yeah, DK- faster. <laughs> yeah. i'm thinking maybe
0: like mario mario and wario or something but i'm not sure
2: um but dk jr is pretty sweet I, it's a lot different than the original donkey kong yeah just in so much that like you're climbing vines and you got to go between them and avoid obstacles and all that kind of stuff it, it plays pretty well i i played it a lot as a kid my friend had um i'm pretty sure this existed i don't think i'm making this up but a cartridge that had donkey kong and donkey kong jr on it
0: i think that does exist. yeah yeah,
2: yeah. He, <laughs> he had that and we played that a lot
1: i think it also had donkey um, kong 3 yeah, yeah like you're Don- right. Donkey Kong classics? That's the
0: next one I've never played before is Donkey Kong. 3. oh, I
1: love Donkey Kong three That's fun.
0: is that the one with like Stanley the the bug man? yeah,
1: you have to spray the bug spray on the- all the uh the crawly things that are coming down <laughs> towards you, yeah
0: uh, yeah Donkey Kong jr. uh, the next one on the list is Ice climbers, which is another one that I can't say I've ever really played
1: Ice climbers is a game that when it first came out, um I really wanted it, like I think I played it on the demo unit in the stores and i just i was super excited about playing that game. I, it was one of like one of the only like launch NES games that i desperately wanted and never actually got. And now you'll get it. And now I'll get it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, i never this is one that totally like i missed out on as a kid and didn't know really existed until they showed up in I don't, Smash Brothers.
1: I don't think it holds up that yeah. well. Like i've played it a little bit and um, it's not that fun. It it was fun back in the day, but I don't, I'm not expecting it to hold up very well. I'll probably play it for a little bit. I think I may have had it on my e-reader back on GBA.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't really know what, I mean, I know it's nothing to write home about, but from what I've heard about it is that it's one of those games that like at the time it was really cool and it's not necessarily aged that well, but you can kind of play it and be like, Oh, you know, this was kind of cool. It's basically the antithesis of urban champion, which you just play (laughs) and you're like, who the hell would have ever enjoyed this when they were a kid?
2: Um, Refresh my memory. But the, these games we're getting at the end of this week, they're not gonna have um multiplayer available, right? But that will come down the road. I Am I think right
0: there? They have alternating multiplayer. Okay. So like I think for Super Mario Brothers, you could do two player where you, you know, pass the controller off. Mm-hmm. And I think in the late like once they get officially released, then like Ice Climbers, I think you can do the two player at the same time. It'll have time. that,
2: yeah, like patched in basically. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought.
0: Um and then the the next games on the list we'll we'll group these two together since they're pretty related. Um The Legend of Zelda and uh, Zelda 2 The Adventure of Link, which, I mean, The Legend of Zelda is a a freaking sweet game that I would love to kind of have, you know, be able to pick it up, kind of like what I'm doing with Link's Awakening, except for I haven't picked up Link's Awakening in like a month. (laughs) Um, And Zelda 2, which is a game that I never really gave a fair shake and hopefully will now because it's a game that I could never really get into as a kid. And now I hear all this stuff now that I'm older being like, hey, guys, it's actually really good.
1: I love Zelda and Zelda Two. I play I've probably beaten Zelda One a good ten or so times in my life and I've probably beaten Zelda two a good three or four times. Most most both of which recently came when I did my franchise replay, you know, a couple years yeah. ago. Um I'm looking forward to playing I think I may actually play Zelda the second quest because I haven't played that since I was a kid and it'll actually be challenging to try to figure out where the hell everything is at.
2: Yeah, I, I I never really played either. Again, these are two games that kind of escaped me, and I never had an NES. But um, my same friend who had that crazy Donkey Kong like uh, cartridge with all those three games, he he played a lot of Zelda, and his parents helped him like draw out the map on grid paper, and like so I would watch him play, and I was I remember I mean I, we were, I was like six or seven, and I was just like what the hell is this game? Like I had no idea what was going on, um, but yeah, it just kind of was it just blew me away.
0: Yeah, I watched my friend uh play the original Zelda like a couple a couple months ago and we were totally flabbergasted as to where to go next in that game. Oh yeah. That's one of the things that like I mean it, it does a very good job of, you know, just kind of putting you into this world and letting you explore it, but I wish there was just a little bit of hand-holding in it. But it's not really the end of the world. Part of that part of the joy of that game is exploring it, although yeah, if you could have a map, that would be
2: cool. Yeah, definitely. It, it's just a whole different era of like game design, you know. I, I just kind like of, y- you can't really go into it not prepared for that, and then really enjoy the game. I don't feel like it's kind of like Metroid. It is.
0: Eh, eh, yeah, yeah. A Metroid, which is another game on this. Um, I know some people were dismayed that it's that means pretty much that zero mission will not be a Game Boy Advance title because we're getting Metroid One here but i mean metroid 1 on nes this is the first metroid game i ever played and i don't know i actually think i beat this i never beat the original zelda but i'm pretty sure i did beat metroid when i was a kid and that was a bitch
1: (laughs) i love metroid i actually got the itch to play through metroid just a few weeks ago and i put it off because i had a pretty good feeling we were going to be getting it and uh so we are
0: yeah, but I mean, if you think about it, um, by the end of the year in your 3DS, you'll be able to play Metroid, Metroid 2, and Metroid Fusion. So maybe Nintendo actually does care about the 25th anniversary of uh, <laughs> Samus Aran. Or Ranch. maybe it's just
2: really easy to put these games on the 3DS. Yeah. <laughs> and they know it'll make some money. Um, yeah. I really still hope Zero Mission comes out. I don't think I have the patience to play through Metroid NES, but I'd love to play Zero Mission. I, I completely missed it and played Fusion instead at the. And the GBA, but I I would love to get another chance with
1: that. I think Metroid. I mean Metroid. It's, it's a game you're gonna have to play with play with a guide. I think. I mean, I I can't recommend playing it any other way unless you memorized the location of everything like I did.
0: Yeah, I mean that that's what I I, I think, I think it was partially that. And then as I got closer to the end, I used a guide. But I mean, with Zelda and Metroid, this will be the kind of game that I I'd likely will be using the internet browser on my 3ds when i'm sitting at home to be like okay that's what i that's where i have to go yeah that's actually really handy because there's been times where i've been stuck in like a game boy game and don't really know what to do next and i can just pause the game go into the internet browser like like go to game faqs look it up and be like okay that's what i have to do and then just back out of that really easily
1: and then write it into the the, the notes app yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) i haven't done that yet
1: it's a good idea in theory
2: yeah, Just wait until you can start using the calculator in there, too. <laughs> Calculate, like, boss damage and things like that. That would be great.
1: So helpful.
0: <laughs> All right, and then we got Balloon Fight, which is uh, the infamous Nintendo Joust clone, where instead of a, a dude on a bird, you're a dude with two balloons strapped to his back.
1: I have never played this game before. It's like Joust?
0: Yeah, it's it's pretty much like it. it is Joust. Just with a balloon, dude. There was a Game & Watch version where I I think there was like WarioWare games based off of that one where you're kind of like flapping more as opposed to flying with a balloon on your back. No shit.
1: shit. I had no idea. I I just
0: remember uh, the WarioWare one on Wii where you'd just be shaking your arms furiously.
1: (laughs) Interesting. No, I've never played this. This is one of the few uh, NES launch games I never even touched.
2: Yeah, same here. But I think we can agree balloons are a little bit more badass than birds. So, I think <laughs> I think that's a win.
1: Yeah. On a yeah. scale of, on a scale of 1 to 10, we're looking at at least a full half point. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and then uh there's Yoshi, which is uh like it's a precursor cursor to Yoshi's Cookie. Um it's actually developed by Game Freak, but it's a puzzle game starring Yoshi. Um, shortly after Mario World, so. I was going to say this is a
2: super late NES game. This might be the like latest one of these ten. I think I would NES think.
0: Open Tournament Golf might actually be later. Really, uh, it's close because I know that one's like ninety ninety one, and I'm going to assume this one is the same.
1: Yeah, I've never played it. Uh, yeah, played um, Yoshi. I played Yoshi's Cookie before.
0: Yeah, I don't know if I've played Yoshi or if I'm just getting it confused with Yoshi's Cookie because I don't think they're the same game, but they're very similar. Yeah, they're not. Like, but I mean, they're it, both it, puzzle games.
2: Exactly, they're both puzzle games, but Yoshi's Cookie is for sure the more memorable one. No one. Yeah, and y- I think it's the, the better one. R- yeah, I think so.
0: Um, And then we got one that's decidedly more interesting that I've never experienced before, but I've heard very good things about, Wrecking Crew. Have either of you guys played that? Yeah, um,
1: I don't recall what I was doing, though. I, re- I remember what the game looks like. I remember basically how it plays, but I don't remember if I had any idea when I played it if I knew what the goal of the game was.
2: Andy, you were either very young when you played this or very, very high. I am not positive, <laughs> which it is. I think there young. Was a, a...
0: <laughs> there was a, a Japanese-only version of this game that came out on Super, Super Famicom. And also, uh, going back to Balloon Fight and Yoshi, there are also versions of those games that came out to get, came out for Game Boy. Um, okay, I don't know much about those, but who knows if if we'll see them? I mean, we probably will, just not anytime soon, I would imagine. Interesting. Um, and then there's also a golf version of uh, or a or a Game Boy version of golf, and we're getting any NES Open Tournament Golf, which is actually, it's not the one that initially came out on NES, which came out in 1984. Five. It golf. Was like a launch game. Yeah. This one came out in like 1991 and has Mario as a character and like Toad runs the pro shop and stuff. It's it's a really good game and it's kind of the start of those really excellent Mario Golf
1: games. Yeah, I remember hearing good um, things ne- about this.
2: Yeah, I'm kind of excited. I'm not usually a real big golf fan, but again, a free game that I can just randomly kind of boot up and play around with a little bit, um, I'm all about. Uh, but Neil, yeah. can can you say tournament for me one more time? Tournament. Oh, I love the way you say that. You give you, you, such good inflection. <laughs> like a to- tournament. Like I don't I don't know, you, you that that OU. It's great. It's really
0: it took it took me years to say Mario right. Damn it. Don't
2: make fun of me. <laughs> no, no. I, I'm impressed. Well, how did you use to say Mario? Mario. Mario, that's great. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a, it's the New York way to say. Yeah, it, it is. A Mario tournament. <laughs> yeah.
1: So I guess we'll have to see if uh, which of the two golf games that I'll have on my 3DS memory will uh, entice me more. Let's Golf 3D or NES Open Open Golf, whatever.
0: Yeah, I think there might be more progression in Let's Golf 3D, which I would hope so because it's about 20 years newer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think I might be going back to NES Open Tournament Golf more than I will Let's Golf 3D.
1: Well, I've never played... uh, NES Open Golf, so I'm kind of curious to see how it holds up. I don't love yeah. golf games, but I really get a hankering for them every once in a while, so. I really wish they just put a proper Mario Golf game on the system. Yeah, just do
0: Mario Golf 3DS.
1: Yep, that done and done. I'll take two, please. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not, actually. That's crazy. All do right, it.
0: well... Um I hope you guys all enjoy your Ambassador games if you're getting them. Uh, we just talked about them, and we'll probably do the same thing when uh, the Game Boy Advance ones, uh, when we know that full list, whenever that happens. Um,
1: the, one thing, and- the one thing to keep in mind about these, these Ambassador games is that the way you go about getting them is actually a little bit weird. Um, they're not just going to show up on the eShop on Thursday. You actually have to go to your account settings and um, act like you're going to re-download a game that you've already purchased, and they'll show up in your account history. So just FYI on that one.
2: That's so bizarre. I wonder how many like would-be ambassadors won't even realize that they have all these free games to download. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. like just like casual 3DS owners who aren't like keeping up to date on like Kotaku to read like a walkthrough on how to actually get these yeah. games.
0: I mean, hopefully they'll be able to communicate this. I mean, at least through the system too. I mean, as asinine as it is. They are gonna have like some kind of video that you can download. It's like called uh, the Ambassador Certificate. Yeah. That will then keep you up to date um, on like the Game Boy Advance games, and I would assume how to get the
1: NES games. When do you guys think the uh, GBA games are gonna hit?
0: I don't know if they're gonna hit all at once, but I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they're like two batches or something. Okay. And I, I think we'll probably see one. Like uh, I mean maybe we'll get some like november 1st and december 1st or like october 1st and november 1st like i think that they might be well i it actually it wouldn't be the first it would probably be whatever thursdays um but like you know we'll probably get some in november we'll probably get some in december maybe that'll be two groups of 5 who knows
1: why do you suppose there's a delay on this you think they're still getting the emulation right or they just want to space it out i would i would think it's
0: more um just to the space it out hmm. I'm really there hoping is that they uh, that in, more work that goes into the game Boy advance games anyway.
1: I'm really hoping that they uh they come out before november twenty third because that's when I will lose all gaming time for a while there
0: <laughs> <laughs> is it, so you're gonna have a Thanksgiving baby
1: yeah
2: that's not bad. Um... I was a thanksgiving baby november twenty seventh <laughs> yeah i'm, it's, de- it's I'm awful December first most so. of the time. I was going to say it's awful because most of the time you're not in school, so you don't get to have like the fun stuff. For like your first grade class throws you a little party, or like in middle school, like yeah. everyone decorates your locker. You're kind of just forgotten about. You're like a summer bon. baby.
0: <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> um, All right. Well, yeah. Let's uh let's move on to other news stories. And uh, Nintendo released some uh some information about games uh, to, to GameStop managers at some kind of conference. Uh, the most important one from this I guess would be that skyward sword uh, is gonna have a gold Wii Remote plus bundle it's not actual gold it's just painted gold there's actually a line in the press <laughs> release that clarifies this um, but you're gonna be able to get this this golden colored Wii Remote plus with all these you know kind of Zelda dude ads on it for seventy dollars along with the game and in That bundle and also all regular versions of just the game, you're also going to get a soundtrack that's going to have select songs from the Zelda Symphony, which is that whole concert thing that's going on that so far is supposed to be coming to a lot of places, but is only coming to like L.A. and a show in London and one show in Japan.
1: Yeah, that'll be good. (laughs) I'm looking forward to hearing that. I'm thinking I may uh, do what I should have done for my 3DS Ocarina of Time soundtrack. Leave it sealed. Download the MP3s and eBay it two weeks later. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's probably the way to go. Um, but, uh, I, I not to switch topics too much, but you mentioned GameStop, and I didn't know. Did you guys follow the the Deus X GameStop stuff at all? Oh yeah, yeah I mean
1: yeah, that's I
0: definitely. Uh, I mean GameStop's kind of shady in that regard, where they were taking out uh, the on live copies of Deus Ex from like I guess their. Their copies that they put out on the shelf and just removing them.
2: Well, yeah. Well, what it was is there, the PC copies of Deus Ex come with like a little like coupon basically for OnLive, and so the employees were asked to open the PC versions and like take out the coupon of the advertisement and then seal the box back up um, and yeah. then sell it.
1: That's I think it was up. definitely yeah. the wrong way to approach. I mean, I understand them not wanting to like promote their their soon to be competitor, but like you can't open a product up. Take out something and reseal it and sell it as new. That's, that's not the way to go about that.
2: Right. Yeah. It's just crazy. I mean, they could have at least followed the normal GameStop model and just knocked five dollars off the price. Just <laughs> game. But yeah, I don't know. It was pretty wild. And then I think even after it kind of blew up, I think then they were just ordered to take like all PC copies just off the shelf.
1: Yeah, the they 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 not, stopped yeah, not, selling not them until. Uh, I think they basically sent them all back to Square Enix and said, "Don't don't do that again."
2: They did, yeah. It's just wild. I mean, it, it, And here, the crazy thing is growth. Square Enix,
1: like, apologized. Like, they didn't even, like, take any sort of offense to this whatsoever. They, like, were very apologetic to Square Enix, or to GameStop, for, um, for not giving them a heads up, I guess. Right. So, interesting. Which I
2: thought was kind of weird, too. Yeah. I
0: mean, well, it's because GameStop wields so much power. Right. I mean, just in the, realty, the retailer space, because they're the only, you know, gaming-specific store that's got a, a
1: nationwide grip.
0: I feel like they
1: have that power by default. Like, I I honestly feel that if GameStop ceased to exist tomorrow, gaming sales would not take that big of a hit because games can be bought anywhere. You can buy them at Target. You can can buy them on eBay. You can buy them on Amazon. You can buy them at Walmart. You can buy them – I mean, yeah, there is a – they do have a big share of the market, but that's just because people like to go to GameStop because they they like to look at video game stuff. But, like, I, I don't think if it wasn't there, these things wouldn't sell. I mean,
0: you you would have a lot less selection, and I think that would be the problem. Although then just those people that would be going to GameStop would probably just go online. Right.
2: Right. There's the fact that it's a dedicated game store, and then there's the fact that they've been doing trade-ins for years and years. And while other stores like Best Buy's and stuff are trying to kind of get into that now – I mean, you don't associate them with trading in your used games. It's GameStop or, like, I guess now eBay or Amazon or something
1: Yeah, like I, I I still kind of find it amazing that given all the things that GameStop is notorious for doing that are not consumer-friendly, that they're as big as they are. Like, I understand why they exist, but the whole, like, selling a used copy for only $5 cheaper and pushing pre-sales or pre-orders to the point where they are yeah. irritating the customer – not carrying new copies of of day day one launch games because you didn't pre-order it, even though Walmart has a stack of 50. Like I I just kind of feel like these are things that most retailers can't make choices like this and 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 expect to survive. They're so yeah. anti-consumer. That's the problem with GameStop that I have is that they just don't feel like a like a company that's at all consumer friendly.
0: Yeah.
1: Anyway, yeah, tangent. No,
2: not really. <laughs> But, uh, I do yeah. like
0: the looks on their faces when, like, I'll be trading in a review copy that I I couldn't sell if I, you know, gave money to someone, <laughs> and and then they're just like, "So what'd you think about this game?" And it's like, "I don't know. Um, I reviewed it for this website. Go fuck yourself." Right. No. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Uh, <laughs> I, I feel to... like a cocky prick, but it's like they ask me so many questions. They're like, "Why are you reviewing?" You know, like I can't think of it. Some recent shitty game that I've reviewed, but like Phineas and Ferb. Why'd you play that? It's like. <laughs> What Like, what do you expect me to say, guy?
2: Right. Remember that? Yeah, uh, i I had to that... trade in some some shady review games before, and it's just like, I just try not to make eye contact. I feel like almost yeah. dirty. Like, I had to trade in, I reviewed um Dirt 2 for Wii, like, uh, two oh. years ago. It was awful. I mean, just awful. And I had to trade it in. But I I got the game, like, a week before it came out, and then I traded in, like, the day after it came out, and I think I got, like, 30 or thirty bucks for it, I think, which is <laughs> yeah. just, like, a miracle. <laughs> remember that, <laughs> so, uh, remember, remember that, to, um
1: that piano thing that I reviewed a couple, like, a year ago or so.
2: Oh, yeah, Easy Piano.
1: Yeah, they uh, GameStop didn't have it in their system. They wouldn't take it. They had no idea what it was. <laughs> they, they like, pretty, they were, like, one step away from looking at me and telling me that it did not exist. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like you made some counterfeit game to try to trick them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so I had to sell it on eBay. I got, I got a, a decent amount of money for it, actually, I think. But, yeah, I just found it funny that, like, GameStop seemed to be unable to reconcile the difference between staring at it in front of their face and it not being in their computer. But <laughs> uh, I mean, the, the, I
0: mean, not to not to hate on every GameStop, but I mean, there's ones that I've run into where you know they're they're kind of douchey, and other times where they're really nice. Uh, I have a really I good mean, friend who manages. A they GameStop, are a corporation.
1: But yeah, like I I don't go there. I can't think of the last time I bought a new video game at GameStop. I think it might have been Portrait of Ruin for DS um and that was only because i was going to i knew i was going to buy it and i wanted the preorder they had like a soundtrack and, and an art book for it yeah um right i i get everything i get every, everything i get on day 1 i get from amazon now there's just not a whole lot of reason not to do that yeah anymore anyway but yeah,
0: yeah um speaking of video games that are coming out that i will be <laughs> getting on day 1 <laughs> <laughs> Professor Layton and the Last Specter is coming out in North America on October 17th and we are getting all of Professor Leighton's London Life, which is this quote-unquote 100-hour RPG from uh, Brownie Brown, the guys who made Mother 3, and I think Magical Star Sign was a DS game that I made, or that could be a different company. I could have that wrong. Um, but this London Life RPG is something that, in the Japanese version, would unlock after you beat the game, and it kind of has these... It's like, I, I don't even I don't know that much about it, but you basically go through... London and you know you do a lot of like kind of like you know tasks to help people and everything and they're all characters from the other four Layton games and there's a lot of content in it and supposedly it's a really cool post game bonus Um, and in the North American version it's going to be unlocked right from the start so you could just dive into that if you wanted to however in the European version which we found this out today that London life will not be included at all, which, um, which sucks, but it's, uh, you know, Nintendo of Europe got fucking Xenoblade and the last story and Pandora's tower. So like, don't cry about it too much. It's for DS. You guys can import it. I don't, under,
2: I don't understand why that would be. That That's so great that London life won't be released in Europe. It's like if, if well, we were talking about, um, the world ends with you, it'd be like if that never came out in Japan. <laughs> like it's based in Japan like it is so Japan like how I just that is so bizarre to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that is so uh, I mean a bit I'm weird. a huge Layton fan. I can't wait for this game even though, you know what? The main game it will be more of the same, but I don't care. I've been sitting think...
1: on a copy of the second Layton game for better than a year and a half now and I still haven't bothered to play it. I don't I don't know why. I just I played the first one and really enjoyed it, but the second one, just I just haven't been able to yeah. convince myself to, I, I, to put time into it. I blew through
0: it. the first one, I blew through the second one, and the third one, I got pretty close to the end and then put it down, but then I was on uh, I, uh, I was on a plane ride like a couple weeks after it came out, and then I picked it up and finished it, and like I almost cried at the ending of the third one. It's oh, wow. like the story's that good in the third one.
1: Nice. Wow. It's kind to... of
0: absurd like how well that, like that... That game, like in the first one, like the story is just kind of goofy. Yeah. And in the second one, it's, it's ridiculous. And in the third one, it just, it's so, it's so present throughout it. Like you can really tell that just, you know, level five learned how to tell a story in this context from the first one to the third one.
2: I'm just imagining that, like, the professor's solving puzzles to, like, Get Luke out of like a box that's filling up with water and you know, he nearly drowns <laughs> to death or something, and then they like embrace at the end. Like, you're like, that's what I'm imagining. Like, well, they're... I
0: mean, this doesn't really, uh, I mean, it doesn't hint at you know how touching the story is, but there is a moment and there's a puzzle that you solve where it's like Professor Layton's like getting shot at by gangsters <laughs> and he's with uh, because it's the whole time travel thing and there's like future Luke, and I think he's with future Luke and past Luke, um, and He has to solve a puzzle of how to build a gun out of a slot machine. And then he builds this and then shoots the slot. It shoots the, you know, like coins and and fires off the slot machine at the gangsters who are just like, oh, shit, he's got a gun. Even though they have guns (laughs) with the bullets. (laughs) And then they just run away. But it's it's filled with moments like that. And, I mean, the third one really, the, the more I think back at it, like that's the story that sticks with me. And I don't think the fourth one, from what I've heard, it's it's like the story's not as good as that one, but I'm still looking forward to it because I just really enjoy those games.
2: Right. The puzzles are what do it. I mean, I yeah. love like like brain teasers and kind of like math puzzles like that. So um, yeah. I played all the first one all the way through and I think I played about half of the second one before kind of burning out on it. The but, second
0: uh, one definitely has a, like, there's a hump in the middle that yeah. you kind of need to force yourself over, and then, then I mean, because that's what, you need the story to be attractive enough that you want to keep on going through the puzzles. Exactly. And I'd say that, the, like, you know, each game did that for me, although, the, you know, there were times in each where it's just like, oh, we're just going through the motions, light and... <laughs>
2: Um, I know you said you don't know too much about London life. Um, are there puzzles at all in that, then? Or is it just, like, traditional RPG? I don't know. RPG, like... I'll
0: be completely honest because it's one of those things that like I didn't want to get too hyped up for because i uh, I, I, being a little pessimistic, and I think I have reason to, given uh, Nintendo of America lately. I just didn't think it was going to come over. So mm-hmm. when I first heard about it, I'm like, that's super cool. And then I just kind of gave up on it. Yeah. So I will likely find out more about it as soon as I can. And I would imagine that um, as we get closer to its release, hopefully Nintendo will invite uh, Aaron Kalutska over to uh, check it out before it comes out. Yeah. I imagine they would. They've been uh, he he's on the invite list, and we that's why we've had great, get, yeah, great coverage of the Kirby games.
2: Yeah, well, if um, if this has like a tenth of the charm of Mother Three, then I'm sold.
0: Yeah, I think it. I think it'll be really cool. And if you're one of those people that hasn't really been able, you know, played the first Layton and kind of enjoyed it, but eh, maybe London Life will be the kind of uh you know the the change of pace that you need.
2: Excellent. Sounds yeah. good.
0: Um, and then the other news that came out of this GameStop thing was a uh, Tetris axes is being published by Nintendo. Um, it was just kind of it was it was actually supposed to be published by Tetris Online when it was first announced. Um, I guess it was it was it was on that 3DS list back at E3 2010 and it was developed by Hudson, and then Tetris Online announced it right before E3 and it was playable at E3. I didn't get a chance to check it out, but from everything that I've heard, it's it's. I mean, not necessarily like Tetris DS, but it's still, you know, a really solid Tetris game that's going to have, you know, 3D mode, spot pass and all kinds of crazy stuff, which will be kind of cool.
2: Yeah, no, I'm excited. I, I didn't even really know too much about this game until I saw the, the press release uh, with the release date. Um, but it looks pretty neat. I mean, if, yeah. I, I I just love Tetris DS so much. <laughs> I, yeah. you know, I just want it to be
1: like that. Yeah, um, I love I mean, that game. I we'll, mean, we'll find it out more be. about
0: the modes, and I think if you if you poke around on NintendoWorldReport.com dot com and go check out our impressions on it, you'll probably find out some of the modes. I know we have some video from it from E three and maybe even from Gamescom. Um, it looks like it's going to be a, a pretty full featured game, and I, th- I think there's eight. Oh yeah, there there's online and there's also single card single card multiplayer. So it's 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 hitting the bullet points. It's nice. It's got what a Tetris game on 3DS needs. Yeah. Except for it's going to be you know fucking forty bucks. <laughs>
2: That's all right. I'll pay it.
0: And we have uh, two new 3DS game announcements. The first one is Roller Coaster Tycoon, which is being published by Atari and is being developed by N Space, and WWE All Stars 3DS, which is a 3D enhanced port of the, uh, the the Wii game that Andy reviewed back in March.
1: Has it been so long already?
2: This is one of those games that like compiles like the best wrestlers from like all time, right?
1: Yeah. yeah, it's sort of like a, it's sort of like the 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 NBA Jam of of, of wrestling video games because it's it's over <laughs> it's over the top and it and it features wrestlers from all over the place and I think the entire premise of the game is what if the the crazy wrestler from from nowadays wrestled the crazy wrestler from like the 80s or 90s or what if the the, the big wrestler from today wrestled the big wrestler of yesterday and stuff like that like the entire predication like the entire um, progression of the game is largely based on going through these like fantasy matches of like, what happens if Roddy Roddy Piper fights this wrestler from today that you've never heard of, or what happens if John <laughs> Cena battles Hulk Hogan, um, that kind of stuff. Actually, that probably could happen now that I think about it. I think Hulk Hogan still thinks he's a wrestler. but Right. It's a lot of fun. I think the, the only problem I have with the Wii game, uh, aside from the fact that it didn't have any of the DLC or online components of, the, of its uh, contemporaries was that, well, first of all, it was incredibly easy. I had no problem winning every match that I fought, even on the hardest difficulty. Uh, but secondly, I didn't think it went far enough with the over-the-top stuff. I think it largely, like, the over-the-top stuff was, like, reduced to some of the animations, but the gameplay itself felt more or less like a dumbed-down version. Uh, like like a, like a not-dumbed-down enough version of the existing wrestling franchise that they already had. But it's still a lot of fun. I really, I really liked it. I'm Looking forward to reviewing the 3DS one. I, I kind of hope they can keep the essence of the game, more or less the same, and uh, it should be a good time. I think it's a I think it's a good fit for the 3DS. I, I, it's one of those games that I don't get the urge to play that often. I kind of wish I could just install it on the system so that when the urge hits, I got it. But but yeah, it should be fun. I'm curious because the um the Wii version had plenty of of video, uh like the entire thing. Like the best part of the game was watching all the prepackaged video segments. I I wonder if they're gonna find a way to do that on on the 3DS.
2: Well, yeah, they'll probably have to trim it down or it'll be like super condensed. Well, I mean, if you
1: do think
0: about uh, that Tekken game that's coming out 3DS, I think early 2012 is going to include an entire 3D movie. Okay. So I guess it's possible.
1: There's probably at least 40, 40 minutes to an hour's worth of video content in the Wii version of that game.
0: Yeah. I mean, they could always present it in 2D as well, and that would probably save space if they can't compress it enough. Yeah, probably. But um, I guess, I mean, we may as well just mention Roller Coaster Tycoon. I haven't really played that game. Like, I think I played the original whenever it came out with a friend back in, like, middle school. That's that's how long ago it's been since I've played it. <laughs> and I remember having a lot of fun with it. And uh, from what I hear, like, how we are talking about how WWE All-Stars is kind of like, you know, all these different great wrestlers coming into one game. Um, I think Roller Coaster Tycoon is kind of all these different parts of Roller Coaster Tycoon coming into one game. And it's going to be a three-day so if you're into that sort of thing, it could be really cool. And as someone who has previously had a predilection for that sort of thing, it might be a game that I could get into, and it's coming yeah. out in early 2012.
1: That should be fun. I, I played a lot of the second one in college. Um, I tried the third one and kind of decided by the time the third one came out, I was kind of over over my my interest. But it's fun. I mean, it's, it's kind of cool. I wonder if they'll let you ride your roller coasters in 3D, because that was sort of a big part that of the third one. That would be
2: really one. cool. Oh, that would be awesome.
1: I think um, um, one is of the it just,
2: just is it just me or does this feel like a game that should just be downloadable though?
1: It depends I think it like, depends
2: on
0: how much content's in it.
1: Yeah. yeah. Cuz the 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 game had a lot of a lot of stuff you could put into your park. One of the things I really enjoyed about the 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 computer version was like the music. Like whenever you put a, um a ride in you can assign music to it. So depending on where you're at on the screen you'll hear all these different like theme park sort of songs playing kind of over yeah. over each other which makes for a really cool like you're, it makes you feel like you're actually at a theme park. Plus you hear all like the screams from the coasters and yeah it's a uh, it was a lot of fun. It's, it's a really good sandbox game. It's it's kind of like The Sims in that I don't know anyone who ever actually played it trying to progress through the story or anything. It's just use the cheat code, give me all the money I want, and then go from there.
2: <laughs> yeah exactly.
0: All right, well uh let's finish off this episode by talking about Gargoyles Quest, which was last week's virtual console uh game on the three D S. We also got the ignition factor on three D S, which is apparently this kind of cool firefighting adventure game. That was Wii. Um well, Wasn't that? that yeah, that was that was on Wii. That was virtual console on Wii was yeah. the ignition factor. Which I just feel we should mention, even though I haven't played it. We should have a recommendation up by uh uh Carmine Red going up soon, along with a recommendation for Gargoyle's quest, which I I d- I did not write the recommendation, but I can say it's a very fine game. Um, it's kind of like an action RPG, sort of, that I guess you could kind of compare it to Zelda 2. I kind of feel like the RPG elements blow, but the actual, like, platforming, it's, it's you know, the side scrolling platformer, that's kind of awesome, albeit very hard.
1: Yeah, like, I, I downloaded this game and I actually had a lot of trouble getting through the first, um, the first, um, side-scrolling part, I guess I, I didn't I didn't quite catch at first that it was a spin-off of Ghosts and Goblins, but the music kind of took me there right away, and I wondered if it was, and then I reset the game and found the title screen, and sure enough it says Gargoyles Quest, Ghosts and Goblins um, yeah. which is a game that I played on <laughs> NES a lot, which is of course the precursor to Ghouls and Ghosts, which is the notoriously difficult Super NES game yeah. but it's fun, like I'm it's not no quite sure that it's hard. I'm not I, quite sure about the RPG I, elements, but the side-scrolling elements are a lot of fun
0: yeah, the RPG elements really it's just it's slow and super super dated. I think it would have been cool if I played this in like nineteen ninety one. Yeah. But in two thousand eleven, it's it's assy, but luckily the <laughs> side scrolling bits are superb.
1: Excellent. Yeah. I'm having fun with it. I haven't played it too much yet, but I'll put maybe like a half an hour into it. It's it's fun.
0: Yeah. I think I'm like three hours into it. I'm pretty sure I'm near the end, although I've <laughs> I've uh not Restrained myself from using uh the restore points as much as possible because that game is hard as balls at yeah. times
2: when uh when i first heard the title of this game i just assumed it was a licensed game based, based off the gargoyles cartoon
0: oh that would be awesome if it was
2: <laughs> like that's i don't know why i assumed that's what it would be it doesn't make any sense but that that's what popped into my head
0: but yeah i would say uh if you're looking for a game to play on 3ds this is a, a worthwhile catch it's uh i mean it's a it's a hidden gem in all honesty
1: and that's that's kind of the whole point of the virtual console, isn't it?
0: Yeah. I mean, I would say that we've had a couple attempts that are close to hidden gems, like Avenging Spirit and uh, Fortified Zone, but this is a
1: legitimate one.
0: So go <laughs> check it out, guys. Very good. Yeah, and that would be a newscast. Um, you can review us on iTunes, which would be pretty rad, or you can email us at newscast at com, or follow uh, us on Twitter... Um I would say follow the newscast Twitter, but we don't update that shit. So just follow our individual <laughs> Twitters. I am at nron10 or nron10, a pun that I've been using as my net handle for the past decade.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm okay soda, uh, a name I've been using for years based off the
1: soft drink. And Yay! A song. I love that soft drink someday you and I are going to have to sit and actually talk about our experiences with OK Soda because I am always amazed whenever I find anyone else who's ever heard of it because it was a test market thing. Um, I don't think that many cities had it.
2: Right, uh, and I feel like it was kind of just a Midwest thing. Um, yeah, probably. But that yeah, sounds about I, I definitely right. had it. You said you called like I know there was like a hotline you could yep. call, and you said you called it a lot. I just remember drinking the the soda.
1: One eight hundred. I feel okay. It was for those of you who don't, who aren't familiar with this, just a, like just a little bit of a tangent. Okay, soda was a a uh, alternative soft drink put out by the Coca Cola Company in like ninety three to like ninety six. Maybe it was only like and I think I think I've read twenty, but it may even be fewer than that test markets throughout the U.S. In that during that time. It had a very citrusy kind of flavor. And the whole, like, premise of the marketing campaign behind this thing was they were trying to market to, like, the Generation X crowd by, like, just sort of having all these kind of, like, sar- sardonic – maybe sardonic is the wrong word uh, – sarcastic uh, slogans where they didn't even really, like, try to sell the soda as being good. It was just okay. and like, But not only was it okay, it was, like, sort of magical, too, like – Everything was going to be okay if you drank the soda. And they had all these like weird coincidences where someone would drink an okay soda and be able to balance not only a spoon but also a fork and knife on their nose. Um, and they, <laughs> they, had, they had this like toll-free number you could call where they would just have all these completely random things like press 1 for okay soda coincidences, press 2 for random bird calls. Like and it would just go all the way to ten. Like it was just the weirdest goddamn thing, which of course appeals directly to like a middle schooler, which was me. So we called the the number all the time. <laughs> you can still find a, f- a little bit of information about it online, but considering it wasn't widely available, it's actually kind of hard to find much of anything about it anymore. Right. But um, there's also
2: to bring it like kind of full circle back to Twitter. Um, there's an OK Soda bot. It's like my handle's OK Soda, and then this thing is OK Soda bot, and it yeah. found me because of my name. But if you tweet okay soda the the words um it'll tweet you back and say something like whatever you say it it'll retweet you back and be like, well, that just sounds okay <laughs> <And> like <just laughs> stuff like that excellent, and uh I, it's pretty great,
0: I remember when I was playing Wind Waker, there was a uh like the I forget what they're called, but like the fish that paint your map, yeah the there okay, a, yeah, um, yeah, Schmay? yeah, yeah, where <laughs> it would just it would retweet you and just go, shme, <laughs> oh nice. <laughs> Because like, when I was playing Wind Waker, I tweeted about it, and I just get all these things from shmeh. <laughs> awesome. Then there's a, there's a Virtual Boy one out there, too, where when I wrote my, uh, my feature for 1UP, of course, I, I posted it to Twitter. And then I just got, <laughs> got into an argument with a Virtual Boy Twitter that's just like, oh, you hate me? I'm like, no, nah, man, I don't hate you. I just I just got one of you this summer. It was great. <laughs> like, <laughs> Virtual Boy, man, don't hate. And now I'm on, like, I, I'm on a list that the Virtual Boy created that's of uh, people that hate me. <laughs> nice. uh, you can follow that list.
1: I, I think there might be a lot of people on it. Probably. Nice. Oh, and I'm and I'm I'm at, at DrewMG, but I'm locked down like a paranoid madman. Go ahead and add me. I'll probably approve you. But Yeah,
2: well, he has to go private cuz cuz Andy t- tweets some dirty shit. He can't have his <laughs> yeah. employer see that. I mean, Andy gets raw on Twitter. Yeah, it's not that it's not
0: that I like for reals, guys.
2: It's not yeah. that I
1: say anything that I'm ashamed of. It's just that I don't feel like employers knowing how often I post on there, like <laughs> while at work. <laughs> yeah, why is Andy posting on Twitter 17 times a day between the hours of seven and three? Huh. <laughs> That's that odd. Be a coincidence? Especially considering Twitter is blocked at work. He must really try hard to do that. Um. Yeah. I think I, I I like I used to be very open with my internet with my internet like postings and whatnot and about two years ago it finally dawned on me that the internet is forever <laughs> I thought maybe I should be a little more conservative with how much I put myself out there
2: Yeah that's fair
1: I have like ha- having been on the internet and posting shit on forums for the better part of a decade and a half by this point almost two damn near two decades it feels like maybe not quite two decades but um yeah I don't, I'm, not, I'm not really happy with the amount of shit that's out there with my name attached to it. So I've made a concerted <laughs> well, effort I, over the past few years to sort of try to trim that down when possible.
2: I'm pretty lucky. I don't have to worry about that at all because if anyone search Scott, searches Scott Thompson, they just get the dude from Kids in the Hall. Um, yeah. Who, if anyone doesn't know, is just a, this gay comedian. So like, you will just get a million things with him before you would ever get anything from me. Yeah. So, and Scott Thompson is also the, the, the birth name of Carrot Top. So you just—you're not gonna find me. It's not gonna happen.
1: Excellent. That's 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 a good thing. That's a that's a that's a life skill that you didn't even have to earn. I know. All right. That's Before a newscast, guys.
0: Yeah.
1: All right. See you guys next time. Anything else? All right. We'll see you life. next time. Bye.